Mugadai. Everything that makes country racing great. This is Bushbeat on Radio Tab. Side, about 700 metres to go and Robbie Farr, he gives Centaur a little bit more rain and gets a length in front. Now the runs come from the back as Burden gets to the outside. Peshwar, Enterprise Grand still there as they turn into the straight and Centaur, he got away. 2.25 to go. Here's Burden starting to run home and Perseveres letting rip up the outside and Peshwar's on the fence. It's Centaur, Burden, Persevere, Centaur, joined by Burden, Persevere, Burden! Burden's got the nose down where it counted and beat Centaur and Persevere. Then Jerry Zander, Gypsy Burden. Yes, it was a big day, wasn't it? Long reach last weekend. A seven-year-old there, Burden, who's won 13 races. Uh, Terrific record, unencumbered. Tony Clements, good morning, Tony. Good morning, Steve. Hello to you and to everyone else joining us for Bushbeat for another week here on Radio Tab. And yes, a great day there at Longreach Jockey Club for the Spratt Agribusiness Longreach Cup, the first of the Country Cup's challenge qualifiers for 2023. And we'll be talking plenty about Burden taking out the Cup. Downing Centaur, who was looking to make it back-to-back Cups for Robbie Farr and Christy Clark Peoples, but was just nosed out on the line by Emma Bell and Clint Austin with Burden. And a really interesting story about a horse that won the Black Opal, ran in the Golden Slipper, and then won the 1,100 metre flying at Longreach on the weekend as a uh, cheap bargain buy. Plenty of news coming out of the Longreach program as well. We'll tell you what happened at uh, Mount Isa with the other Country Cups Challenge qualifier there, the Spring Cup going to Ancient Echoes. And the third of the qualifiers on the weekend was the Tarum Cup won by Menindi. A couple of other big carnivals last weekend with the Ewan Cup on uh, on the weekend and also the first of the uh, Country Stampede qualifiers, the Cup going to Wise Dragon and the Stampede qualifier to Mr Larrabee and the two-day carnival at Twin Hills with the cup going to Valley of Dreams. Lots to get through and plenty of news on the show today and as always helping us out with lots of news is Rob Luck. G'day Rob. Yeah, good morning Tony. Good morning uh, listeners and Tony we both survived all the hard work on the weekend at uh, Longreach that great Longreach Cup meeting but the weekend allowed me to reflect on something Tony in regard to country racing as we've been covering it on Bushbeat for the last 17 years. You may recall many, many years ago uh, when we were seeing Roma and um, Birdsville being country TAB meetings, it was always something that on the show we saw uh, the benefit of supporting any moves from Racing Queensland to ensure the nation of a country TAB meeting could be extended. And you get on the weekend the impact of that because you had Ewan on Friday, uh, their second year as a country TAB meeting, and I think this is probably about... The sixth year or so of long, or it might be a, a bit less than that, the uh, Longreach Cup meeting being a country tab meeting. And, and it flows on, doesn't it? We've had Home Hill lately, we've had Bowen, uh, we've got uh, Emerald coming up, Bar Calden coming up with weekday meetings. It just is continuing to grow. It's adding that pool of money to the participants in country racing. And I think that's part of the reason why there's such a a strength of horses coming through and and horses that uh, we will be talking about, like you mentioned, a Black Opal winner ending up in a a country area. And then then you add on top of it, you've got the country series that, as you alluded to at the beginning, have kicked off uh, with the campaign, the country cups, the country stampedes, the battle of the bush. And the ongoing problem with that increase in demand for uh, horses for the country, for stables increasing their sizes, of course, is getting the supply of jockeys. Well, wasn't it great to see on the weekend that across Longreach, Mount Isa, 
uh, Ewan, Twin Hills, Taroom, there was a really good supply of jockeys. I think Twin Hills may have only got to the six, but that's actually an improvement on some years at Twin Hills. Longreach had 13. Mount Isa, I think, got nine, if not ten. I may be wrong on my maths there. Taroom had maximum fields with the number of jockeys there, as did Ewan. So I reflected on that, Tony. I thought, aren't we in a good spot with country racing? Haven't we come a long way? Very much so, Rob, and especially when you look at the, the balance, I think is starting to get closer to where it needs to be. We had five top-quality meetings there on the weekend, so the spread of riders was quite good instead of poaching, I guess, is for want of a better want of a better word, uh, from each other in, in one particular region or another. I know that there's a lot of jockeys that do, do a lot of miles and will put in their time to get around from uh, different areas, and they, they do put their notes up on social media and on the new jockey availability site with QRISP. Uh, but at the same time, it's still not that easy to get that fine balance between having enough and not enough riders at any one particular meeting. Yeah, and and with that, uh, the growth of the country racing, the growth of stable sizes, that's where your demand for your jockeys um, comes in. And I still, I'm just keeping notes on this in recent weeks, that five meetings, that number five seems to be a good number. Once you start getting out six and then then it's a geographical location because quite often it, they might be different zones but they're drawing on the same pool. So it does come down to that programming side. So uh, we're getting a good situation going at the moment and particularly on a weekend where the middle of the school holidays, it's uh, very uh, important for these areas to have top meetings and to produce the scale of the meetings that we did and get the results that we did, um, I think reflects well on country racing. And I think the other thing that was interesting from last week, Tony, when we had um, Scotty Power calling uh, a horse winning at Longreach and most impressive that he part-owned, well, we also got the same effect at Longreach on the weekend, didn't we, when our president and race caller, Andrew Watts, was able to call, own, uh, call home uh, the horse that he is now a part owner of, having its first start for the uh, Tony Schofield stable and for a jockey that works hard and gets around and doesn't always get the best rides. Michael Schruppel on Here He Looms took out race seven at Longreach. Into the straight now, Scoozy Flyer joined on the outside by Alleluia. I'm Jimmy. Here he looms just doing that down the outside. Alleluia is your leader. Zarossa. Here he looms is coming down the outside. Here he looms goes up, goes to the lead and punched right out by Mick Schrappel. Here he looms. Too good for Zarossa. I'm Jimmy. Then we had Alleluia followed by... I don't know I could have been that restrained uh, if I had the ability, A, to call a race and B, to call one that I had a part ownership in winning by two and three quarter lengths. But uh, Watsy was able to do a great job there with the Big Seven Race uh, Tab and Sky program on Saturday. And just the icing, well, can we say the cherry on the icing on the cake, Rob, with Here He Looms winning the last? And as Scotty Power summed it up last week, you still stay professional, you get through the line, and then the celebrations can start. Good morning <laughs> to you, uh, Watsy. Congratulations again on the win of Here He Looms as well as a very successful Longreach Cup day in your president's role. How are you this morning? Yeah, still a bit weary, actually, to be <laughs> honest. Uh, good morning, Tony and Rob. And, uh, yeah, it was a bit of a thrill um, with he, he Looms um, winning and, and won pretty impressively. And it's funny when you when you buy horses from down south, I mean, they've got to travel up here, they've got to acclimatise, and most importantly, 
importantly, they've got to handle the dirt. And um, that horse here, he looms, uh, ticked all three boxes and, and, and won impressively over Zarossa, a, a horse that's been going pretty well um, in recent times. And I'm Jimmy, a much improved run in third. Yeah, and look, I alluded to or I mentioned at the top of the show the importance of these country tab meetings and particularly the country series. Well, of course, as we heard in the opening replay, what a fitting win for the Longreach Cup 2023 when Burden had come off the third, an unlucky third at uh, Birdsville and was a, um, a second in this race in 2021. An exciting finish for Emma Bell and Clinton Austin. Uh, what a great result for that horse to take out this year's Longreach Cup. It was. And, and look, I've um, spoken a fair few people post-race, and it's easy to reflect on um, after the fact. But it ticked all the boxes going into the race. Um, fourth up, I think. Uh, it was a desperately unlucky run in Burzel. Probably wouldn't have beaten the winner, uh, but would have been a close second. Um, comes back to a track and a distance where it excels. Uh, a jockey that knows the horse and uh, Clinton Austin, just a small stable uh, over there at Blackall, but has a wonderful success. And I know it was a very emotional win for Clinton, um, winning with Burden, uh, a horse that he's had for a long time, about three seasons now. And and, uh, Clinton's working a lot now with Emma Bell and and they've had that great um, combination going um, probably for the past 12 months now. And it was a very fitting win for Burden, uh, who beat Centaur, um, Robbie Farr gave it every possible um, chance rolling along in front to go back to back. It just fell a nose short and Persevere, well, the run of Persevere was a cracker, wasn't it? Where it goes next, I want to be on it. Um, sort of shuffled back worse than midfield on a slow speed and um, did not let rip down the outside to go down point three of a length. But look, all honest with uh, with Burden, as I said, Clinton Austin, one of the good guys are racing. Queen of Clermont, Emma Bell, who uh, at the start of this year had, had a pretty ordinary run. Um, you know, she went away to Ireland and I know she was sort of contemplating her future. Uh, but since she's come back, she's been riding winners week in, week out. And we, we love seeing Emma in the winner's circle. Yeah, great to see a horse that had run second in the Roma Cup last year, third in the Birdsville Cup, as we said, second in the Mutterborough Cup this year, second in the Longreach Cup 2021, finally cracked that couple. Although Clinton did say at the end he suffers from not being able to sweat this horse and he didn't really think the trip to Brisbane for the Country Cups is the way to go. But we'll wait and see. Uh, and as you said, Christy Clark people's uh, very good runs from those two uh, horses. But that story of, of uh, your horse with Tony Schofield, it really summed up the day for the Schofields. But, because tell our listeners, for less than $10,000, they've come up with a race-to-race double. And with that was the previous Black Opal uh, winner in Kalashnikov. Gee whiz, I tell you what, if, if you saw Kalashnikov parading in the yard, you, you understand why he would have fetched such a pretty penny as a yearling. Beautiful, beautiful horse. He, he was um, tipped out in wonderful preparation. And and if you look at his early runs, uh, started in a breeder's plate, um, eventually went to the Piero, uh, won the Black Opal and finished 14th in the Golden Slipper. Well, that was uh, March 2021. Fast forward two and a bit years later and it's uh, in the flying one or a Long Reach Cup day. Um, got out to a juicy price of $9 for its first start in the West. And, and as I said with here, he looms. I mean, you've got to start ticking those boxes. And, and, and obviously when you're only 
you've got a horse that well credentialed. There's a few rattles in the cage, and uh, obviously Tony and, and Nathan and the team uh, figured this horse out. Uh, speaking to Emma Bell post race, who who got the the double there with the both the opens, said she had an absolute throttle hold on this horse. Just did what um, she was told to do to win. And uh, look, he might be a horse, you, you know, next year when we, we start talking Battle of the Bush. Uh, you know, it's probably good timing for him to come in now, have a couple of runs, and then then come back fresh next year and aim up at some of those races because he was impressive. I was going to yes. ask if you'd had any inclination from the stable which way they might go. You couldn't uh, not be impressed with his run, and I wonder whether it's too soon to think that he might be able to sneak into some of these uh, qualifiers into the country stampede for this this season. It might come a little bit too soon, Tony, I think. Uh, I mean, a horse still young for a country horse at five, uh, only 10 runs, career runs to date for three wins. You might just chip away and see if it if it happens. But um, I, I think, I don't know for sure, but I think that um, next year, uh, knowing the Schofields are very patient, that might be in their crosshairs uh, June next year for the Battle of the Bush. Um, we talk about jockeys and their support of uh, country meetings and, and they really do support the Central West and uh, Longreach. And a young apprentice who uh, not only rode a first winner at Longreach, I think she's also ridden her first treble at Longreach, she kicked off the program and I refer to Nikki Olzard. Very good uh, rides in the opening two races uh, on the program, what's he? Oh, she's, um, she impressed me from day one um, when Adrian... Uh, was prepared to bring her out for rides and I, I remember the first day a couple of trainers were reluctant to put her on and, and, and you know you haven't seen the jockey and you've got a four kilo claimer uh, debuting and you, you know you're asking questions but um, they're quick to quick to snavel her up every time um, subsequent she comes out because she just rides winners uh, horses run for her and um, very level headed um, young apprentice. Uh, you mentioned she won on dispute for Christy Clark Peoples, and her ride on Tell the World was was a ripper. Uh, it was in a bad spot, sort of second last on the fence, and she bided her time and uh, got there by the barest of margins, but got there uh, for favourite backers. I tell you what, another little story there I can share. Uh, when she came back into the enclosure, the second interview for the day, I uh, had one of the. Uh, the race goers lean over the uh, the balcony up the top. I won't mention any uh, names just yet, but he said, "Ask Nikki Olzard who her teacher was in year four and six. And I thought this will be interesting. She knew how many winners she had had. That's a standard question for the apprentices. Soon as I asked it, there was a pause. I reckon for about two seconds, and then she turned around and said, "Mr. Thurek," and waved to him up top. So, oh, uh, good. She, she's right on the ball, isn't she? Yes, yeah, she is. Um, and look, she's got a bright future. Um, just like, to, you know, as all young jockeys like to see them do their country time. And, and that might be V till the end of 2023. And then she might move further afield. But, um, you know, she's getting results now, um, coming out bush riding plenty of winners. Yeah, that, that money for the country tab circuit, uh, very important to all areas. It wasn't it good to see six of the seven winners and Christy Clark people, we claim a local probably, even though she's at Rockhampton uh, with her dad, Alan Clark, having lived out here for so long. But six of the seven winners with the other two winners uh, are going to uh, Ilfracombe with Boy Foster and Patrick O'Toole get, uh, gets the winner from the wide barrier and world charmer. 
Yeah, good run, World Charmer. That was a, a very scrappy sort of race, and, and those big fields of 12 over the Flying Thousand can be that way. But uh, the Hidden Dragon, um, the Cunnamulla Visitor and World Charmer sort of got out of that um, ruck and uh, sort of settled down to find out. The favourite, Miss Hoff, was tardily away and um, rattled home to be beaten a quarter of a length. But World Charmer strong through the line for Patrick O'Toole and Sarah Robbins, uh, who's riding a lot of winners at the moment as well. And the Hidden Dragon was a good run for Monique Gavin and uh, a bit of petrol money for the way back to Cunnamulla. And a bit of sweet plaque for Boy Foster. Uh, came off that brilliant win at Winton last week and um, franked that form with, with another good win. Um, it was pretty much always in control. I thought the run of Sol Air in second was really good mm. as well. And Sharpe Ruler, who uh, took home the Longreach Jockey Club Horse of the Year, finished in third. Yeah, and big thank you to the sponsors there in Longreach Tire Centre and Julie Egling with that horse of the year. But also one of the things Longreach does so well, and, and many other clubs, and I think it's something that can be expanded, you have a jockey premiership that not only occurs on the day, but also it wrapped up the meeting, it wrapped up the Longreach um, jockey premiership for the year. And I think the winner that uh, we announced on the weekend, and you'll mention here, is probably going to go on and take it on the Central West level because he's leading that as well, uh, Watsy. Yeah, Timmy Brummel and uh, another, and I thought his um, the, the interview with you was was really nice one, Rob. That um, he appreciates all the rides he gets, all the support he gets, um, and Timmy puts in a lot of hard yards as well. And um, he's always thereabouts, Timmy, isn't he? I mean, he rode the Longridge Cup winner last year, and and his association with Boy Foster's. Um, Great for both sides, you know, boy, having so many horses and having that stable jockey's a bonus. And, and for Timmy, you know, he's getting on good horses every week. So, um, yeah, one of the good guys out here in the Central West, Tim Brummel, uh, well-deserved. Um, beat Robbie Farr, who uh, finished in second, and uh, Matty Gray, um, who's injured at the moment, finished in third. Yeah, it's another great initiative the club does to support the jockeys and they appreciate and they uh, they do keep uh, coming back. Other highlights of the day that uh, you'd like to mention? Anything that you saw in the day that you felt, well, this is something that any club could adopt and make sure uh, it works for them? Yeah, look, I think the racing side we've pretty much touched on, but um, the day in, its, in itself, I think um, the fashions, the field, uh, we've sort of gone away from running weekly fashions um, and just tipped all our, our love into one jar and had a big fashion extravaganza. And I think, you know, you're looking at crowd numbers. Uh, a lot of people are there for the horses, but a lot of people love the fashion. So uh, that was a big win, I thought, on the day. And um, oh, you just mentioned it on the, the introduction between yourself and Tony, how important these uh, country race days are to the community. And I think having the community at the forefront of all your planning uh, is so important um, and having that community support is very important as well. So, um, And, you know, we thank our, our Longridge community uh, for attending and, and a lot of our community organisations that help us from the fireys to the police uh, to the Lioness Club. Um, you know, we, we draw on all those community clubs to help us out and, and without their help, you know, the day wouldn't be a success. Well, you've got a couple of uh, big meetings coming up uh, that sort of tick both those boxes. Big community-style meeting with Junda Cup this coming weekend and uh, keeping that country tab meeting sort of thing rolling along with a Bar Calden Tuesday program coming up on the 10th. Yeah, and uh, add to that the Clon Curry meeting on the Friday following. Uh, it's, it's a huge, huge um, week to 10 days. Uh, Junda have, and, and Rob, you can second this, have done a wonderful job uh, mm. with their meeting. They've turned it. In I think there was uh, the last time I went before last year, 
maybe lucky to be 100 people and, and uh, when I drove in last year there was a sea of pink and horses and so much activity and, and that's testament to a club that was willing to take a chance and, and again getting the support of uh, other horse sports to make it a big weekend and um, yeah, Bar Calden, uh, that's the washed out meeting from July. It was great um, that the club was able to move to this date. And uh, Cloncurry, well, we know what a progressive club uh, they are up there in the northwest. And uh, it's always one of my favourite days uh, up there doing the Curry Cup as well. Good on you, Watsi. Uh, well done on a, uh, a wonderful weekend. Uh, we always love coming back to Longreach and look forward to next year. And we'll be ch- chatting soon on Bushbeat. Thank you, Tony. Thank you, Rob. Good morning, listeners. Good on you. Andrew Watts joining us there. And a reminder to everyone from next week with Daylight Saving kicking in on the weekend for the first time in its 17-year history, Bushbeat will be on at a different time through the Daylight Saving months. We come forward now to fit in with Sydney time and you'll be able to hear us between 9.30 and around 10.10 every uh, Tuesday morning live on radio as usual. And as usual, the podcast replay available on the uh, the Megaphone page. We'll uh, tweet the link out at Radio Tab on and also place the link up on the Country Punters page on Facebook. But set your alarm early for next week, Mr Luck. You'll have to be in at <laughs> 9.30, not at 10.30. Thank you for the reminder. I uh, I was about to forget that, I think, but I'll be back <laughs> on the Gold Coast by then after being out here at Barker's. But as we said at the top of the show, Tony, we've kicked off with the uh, Country Stampede and the Country Cups and this meeting up in you and the two-day meeting now with the... Uh, the Sky Channel service on the Friday, and what a win by Mr Larrabee and Isabella Tay right from the back of the field. Around the corner they come, and on the inside now, it's Arwenichi and Bold Type settle down to fight it out. Here's Cochrane putting in a big run in the centre. Bold Type and Cochrane set them down to fight it out with Arwenichi and over on the inside. Hit snooze, and down the outside, Mr Larrabee. Mr Larrabee over the top of him, and Mr Larrabee. Mr Larrabee from last has got up to beat Hallside Hammer. Then Arwenichi followed in then by Bold Type. Mr Larrabee taking out the first of the country stampede qualifiers, and these are Rupert Clark and Co. Open Handicap there at Ewan on Friday, written by Isabella Tay for trainer John Manselman, who's had a bit of a week, Rob. I was having a look through the results. A, a double at Mackay on the Tuesday tab program, uh, backing it up with that country stampede qualifier on the Friday at Ewan uh, as part of a, um, a big weekend there at Ewan as well. Had a treble on the Friday. And also, uh, the Manselman runners were up at Twin Hills. We'll get to that when we talk to Scott Power shortly, taking out the cup with Valley of Dreams but also a double on the Friday and another treble on the Saturday program, a stable in form. Oh, very much so at this time of the year. And we often we, we congratulate jockeys for travelling and clubs for the work they do. Well, let's congratulate our trainers that uh, get out and support these meetings. And in terms of country racing, uh, one of the best is Johnny Mansman with how he goes to these meetings with a team of horses. And in the case of Twin Hills, I don't think the meeting exists without his support. Uh, to that meeting so deserved success the uh, the treble there uh, coming on the Friday and that win by Mr Larrabee let's remember that this horse had already been in a I think it was a battle of the bush uh, he didn't perform that day but he's got some real ability he tends to be a bit slow at the start but Isabella Tay did not panic at all I watched this race and this smart missile just stormed down the outside and when you consider Arwenichi has placed in a battle of the bush and Cochrane was an emergent or was uh, balloted out of um, the last final. It's a good quality little field, this. Uh, so Mr Larrabee, he already stamps himself as one to watch. And I'm sure uh, John will be 
planning the program uh, to a T to make sure he's right on the day and uh, hopefully he does uh, continue down that trek to uh, get to the final. And as we said, Tony, um, John and partner Jay Doolan, jockey Jay Doolan, shared a double on this Friday meeting and the, the Mansman team with a treble. Not only that, they scooped the uh, the pool with the cutest money when Boom King got the uh, the maiden plate, the spirit of Boom, second run for the stable. Uh, then they had a win with Whiskey Row, the tycoon ro- uh, ruler gelding that's in quite good form over the 1750. And, of course, the treble came with Mr Larrabee. On that Friday meeting, Trevor and Peter Rowan, Gabby Simmons, another jockey. She's down to a two-kilo claim now. It's gone quickly. Counter Command was their winner on the day. Um, Graham Cleesey is the other jockey who had a very successful two-day program there. He had the win with Stephen Bush uh, in the Ewan Cup. And, of course, Wise Dragon, the winner, went down very narrowly last year in the Cup, this Fiorente gelding. But this year he was too strong for Portnoy, getting over the top by a half-length with Olympic Kushnoy. And the man rather a bit unlucky, Motomayas into a close-up uh, fourth. Uh, but Graham Cleesey was another jockey on the day uh, who then proceeded to the second day uh, with a good win as well. And just a quick wrap-up of the other two races there. Uh, here's Woody, the city-wise, for Terry McGovern and Morgan Butler. Morgan got a uh, winner on both days. And Masayuki Abe for Stephen Massingham with the Quinella in the last for the Headley Colours, Tycoon Bow and Nantucket. And then they backed up and did it again on the uh, Saturday. Uh, Stephen Bush, uh, that stable's getting some winners across the board, and he got a, uh, a double on the day when he had the final event on the program with Pietro Romeo with medal. Uh, the Zavabil in the Class 4, he also won with Graham Cleesey uh, with Midas Star. Uh, Graham got a double on the day. Now, here's a horse to mention, I think, Red Boom Shakalaka. Benny Williams' horse, four wins and a third its last five. Uh, Spirit of Boom Mare that's had five from 12, getting up in the grades, and maybe it's the sort of horse that the Stampede's around the corner with. Uh, Morgan Butler, I said, his second uh, winner came on that day, uh, Hyderabad, took out the maiden plate. And the other Mansman winner with uh, Jay Doolan, there's an interesting runner, this Thider. It won at the Bowen Tab meeting uh, coming from back in the field, this Lord Canelo. It's only had two runs for the stable, uh, two wins. You can't get better than that, but it certainly was a uh, weekend out. And Gabby Simmons uh, got another win with uh, David Rewell, uh, David Rewell, David Reynolds, sorry, David, uh, with Strathcona in the open handicap over Tempo and Castile. That meeting is going from strength to strength, isn't it, Tony? The two-day meeting highlighted by the Friday and the Sky Channel coverage, and it's here to stay from what I saw on Friday. Yeah, they did a great job with both days there from what we saw of the uh, the coverage on both Sky and also regional cast on the Saturday. Back into the uh, the Country Cups qualifiers, Matt Isa hosted the Spring Cup taken out by Ancient Echoes. The four of them come towards us. Here they come. Ancient Echoes. Ancient Echoes from the back has jumped into the lead from the front. Now Zubarada going with him. Ancient Echoes on the outside in front. Zubarada is not going to keep out. Ancient Echoes in front. Zubarada trying to come back. But Ancient Echoes has got the money. Ancient Echoes wins the cup from Zubarada. Next in line. Ancient Echoes uh, for birthday boy Tyler Leslight there on Saturday for Billy Johnson. They combined for a double. They would have loved, I'm sure, to have made a, a treble with uh, the old uh, warhorse in Fab's Cowboy, but wasn't to be win number 50 there on Saturday. But still, the Leslight and, uh, and Johnson combination, Rob, combining for a couple of good wins there at Mount Isa. 
Yeah, and Ancient Echo is a very deserved winner. It likes the track, uh, winning two placings from three. The so you think nine-year-old. He's been thereabouts in many good races. And uh, he qualifies himself for the Country Cup. So it's great to see uh, our, one of our leading and, and past premiers, uh, Billy Johnson, will have a runner at, uh, in Brisbane in December. Their other winner came with uh, Carbors. Talk about horses for courses. Five wins in a second from seven at the track for this shooting to, the, uh, shooting to win defeated Scarpa in Golden 80. Uh, I'm sure Billy Johnson is just planning those Mount Isa meetings and uh, looking for Carbors to find the suitable race. So great to see them get their double for the, tra- uh, the travel from Barcald and up to Mount Isa. Uh, the Country Cup Stampede qualifiers or Rebel Salute, Damien Finter. And uh, Lauren Goimer take that win. And uh, this one um, is the same. I'm pretty sure it's got the same ownership group as the Deadly Choices. I think I've got that right. Uh, of course, they've got experience uh, with going to Brisbane. And this one's taken the qualifier over a nose win over Wicked Wiki. And there's a bear in there. So Rebel Salute qualifies itself. And good to see Dan and Denise Ballard, another winner with a, a fairly relative newcomer. That's one that's last two, Metal Bar took the uh, rating span 0 to 55 and a horse that I can remember uh, wrapped up the program it went out on the track at Winton a couple of years ago and refused to go to the barriers and since then Stephen uh, Sean Royce has uh, got this horse into good form Bell of the Hunter and it took the final event on the program for win number four now the six-year-old mare uh, after it was a, a maiden non-starter that day uh, good to see Bell of the Hunter get up over an inform last descend but those two uh, qualifiers coming out of Mount Isa sees Rebel Salute qualify for the Stampede and Ancient Echoes for the Country Cups and a horse that I think is very uh, important to follow leading into the uh, the Country Cups final came up at Taroom, the left-handed track, the left-handed way of going for the Santos Leichhardt Hotel Taroom Country Cups Challenge qualifier when we saw Menindi get a very uh, decisive win. On the point of the corner and uh, moving up quickly on the outside is unrestricted. Looking for a run back on the inside is Menindi and down the centre of the track running on is Menindi and over on the inside is Fire King. But Menindi sprints to the lead. Too good. Menindi has beaten. Uh, getting home for second. Fire King followed then. As we know, Rob, uh, Tarun, one of only four tracks in Queensland going the <laughs> other way of going. Uh, and you need uh, a pretty skilled uh, rider and a pretty skilled horse to be able to combat it, but uh, yes, yeah, managed to do it uh, in fine style there with Menindi taking out the uh, Tarum Cup. Talk about skilled rider Paulie Hamlin aboard. Yeah, Paul Hamlin certainly gets around the country tracks and the Wayne Baker team I know has got a high opinion of um, in India. It's, he's a winning type horse and he defeated Fire King and Bayarish, so he's qualified. Uh, it's a 1600 is the key factor now with Menindi, but uh, certainly going forward, one to watch as we get closer to the final. Hannah Phillips, a jockey in form as well, and I see on her social media that she's off to Gladstone this weekend, another of her favourite tracks. She got a double on the day with Jason Judge, took the cutest money on Black Country, a Delago Deluxe 3 old gelding that's only had the two starts so quite promising and then she had a win also for Rodney Hay on the stone mason that won at St George about four starts ago so uh, Hannah Phillips enjoyed the day out there at Taroom as did Shania Willis with the win for Bob Murray on Corella Shores Uh, the written tycoon mare that's had good provincial form took out the class B and uh, Willie Chandler and family went over there from Blackhall over to Taroom and he got a winner with his new starter for Raymond Williams called Entrepreneur Entrepreneurial. Paul Randall, uh, the jockey, defeated uh, the Rodney Hay runner in uh, Camarosa. It's its first run from the stable. This horse, uh, an ex-Victorian by Capitalist, as the name 
entrepreneurial might suggest. But I certainly think Menindi puts himself well into the market, Tony, already at this stage for the Country Cups final. We've got a weekend off as far as the qualifiers are concerned. We get back into the swing of things next week with uh, three qualifiers at Eidsvold, Tara and Gordonvale for the Country Cups Challenge. The next of the Stampede qualifiers will come up at that TAB program at Cloncurry that Watsu was mentioning before. And as we head into the home straight on Bushbeat this week, one more meeting to talk about. It was the big two-day carnival Friday, Saturday at Twin Hills with the Cup going to Valley of Dreams. As they travel towards the 400, it's Valley of Dreams, a half-length in front. Chapeau's has gone on the inside and here comes Grand Alago around the outside as they come towards the 250 metre mark it's Grand Alago and Valley of Dreams Valley Grand Alago is just in front of Valley of Dreams, three lengths to Chapeau's here's a bit of a go, they come down to the 150, it's Valley of Dreams and Grand Alago, Valley of Dreams Grand Alago, Valley of Dreams kicked and beat Grand Alago and six lengths back Chapeau's for those that aren't sure about Twin Hills, we'll get some directions here from our caller, Scotty Power. I think um, easiest way to say it, Scotty, north of Emerald, west of Mackay. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Tony. Good morning, Robbie. Good morning, everyone. Yeah, Twin Hills, um, you travel up towards Charles Towers from Claremont, and it's about 140 kilometres north of Claremont, um, situated in the, uh, in the Gidgee Scrub there, mate, and um, a very, very good few days of camping up there with uh, the rodeo, camp draft, and the two... Good days of racing there at Twin Hills, and the committee do a, a terrific job up there for the once-a-year programs. We mentioned Johnny Mansman having a fantastic weekend, but I tell you what, it was a race to the line between John and Glenda Bell, and good to see Glenda's support of the meeting as well and the six jockeys on hand there, Scotty. But um, I'm pretty sure John got the uh, trainer with uh, five wins a second and three-thirds for the two days. Glenda, to my uh, notes, had three wins, four seconds and two-thirds. So really going down to the wire and, and tremendous results for both stables. Uh, it certainly was, Robbie. And, of course, as you know, that they support their meetings um, tremendously well. And Johnny, uh, yeah, Johnny was the trainer of the weekend. Um, and the jockey was actually a tie for the weekend uh, on the point scale. They worked with Mackenzie Appel and Bookie Johnson tying um, and Aaron Malloy uh, finishing in third and the jockey's... Um, for the weekend and um, of course Johnny Heelan and Timmy Cook uh, tied for third in the trainers but yeah overall it was a great day uh, Friday and also Saturday, two good days of racing and actually every jockey that went uh, did ride a winner which was tremendous to see on the on the two day carnival And let's mention a new jockey, a 30 year old jockey Gemma Hogg uh, having her first win, uh, I think she left it almost to the very last uh, ride, didn't she, on the uh, on the Saturday with the win on level it uh, as part of the Mansman trifecta in the Class B. Yeah, no, it was great to see. Um, I got the chance to interview uh, all the riders over the two days. I did three riders each day, and uh, the crowd were actually just, uh, you know, great to sort of listen to where they all come from and some of these new apprentices that haven't been riding for that long uh, to get up there and ride at these country meetings. Uh, we see Michael Murphy do it over the years, Malia Castle, Talia Fenland, Ali uh, Smith, now Ali Beak, um, all got to those meetings at Twin Hills and, and we can see where they've been. And, and to see Gemma, uh, she had the two rides on the Friday, then had the um, four on the Saturday. And to see her win the last on Level It uh, was just great, you know, to see on her first weekend of riding. Uh, she's a four kilo claimer, Gemma, apprentice to Glenda, uh, Bell and Emerald. And um, I see she's... Uh, just tracking for rides at either Jundra or Glaston this weekend, Gemma, but she rode level it uh, to uh, an absolute treat, uh, sitting in behind Scarlet Desire and Target the Stars and was able to get her off the rail to chase when they straightened up level it. And uh, as you said, it gave Johnny the one, two, three, five factor with 
Scarlet Desire second, Brooke Johnson, Johnny, and She's a Bomb, Mackenzie Appel, and Johnny winding up in third. Yeah, the Valley of Dreams took the Twin Hills Cup. That was an exciting race, even though three horses. But on that particular day, uh, John got Karakaroo with the cutest money to give him the three. But uh, Glenda fought back on day two with the double uh, with uh, Glen, Ice, Glen Isla Miller and Tupperwara. Yeah, Glen Isla Miller opened proceedings on the Saturday. Uh, raced by the big family, the Better Than Ready Mare, was just too quick for them. Trained by Glenda, just head ridden by Mackenzie Appel. Uh, was too good for Flaming Asteroid, for Josh Manzeman and Aaron Malloy. And Chalina for Jennifer Hatfield and Gemma Hogg winding up in the third spot. And as you said, yes, um, in the actual um, uh, in the cup, you said Valley of Dreams uh, just edged out um, Grand Delago Valley of Dreams for Bookie Johnson and Johnny Manzeman defeating Grand Delago Daryl Johnson and Nat Summers. And Chapoza just didn't handle that hardness of the track. Timmy Cook and Aaron Malloy uh, in third spot. Uh, and Karakaroo, as you said, mate, um, won very very easily. That was a big margin that. Uh, one by seven lengths at nine and three quarters was second and third, but um, just travelled beautifully in the run. Book Johnson Saturday light, uh, trained by Johnny Manzeman, and um, of course John with the winning treble on the Saturday. Um, and it was too good for Slick Scooter, a newcomer to the Glenda Bell Stable, and Mackenzie Appel, and winding up in third was Boom Rapture for Timmy Cook and Aaron Malloy. And the other winner on the um, on the Saturday was Tapalawara for Glenda Bell and Mackenzie Appel. Uh, there was a great go up front with the three of these contesting the lead. Uh, Tupperlawara actually got the upper hand in the last 50 metres of the race. Test of War, who backed up from Friday, did well. And it dead heated with Chalkley for second. Test of War, Damien Boutet and Johnny Healan. And Chalkley for Aaron Malloy and David Mikaliff. And uh, that wrapped up Saturday, mate, as we rip back into the Friday meeting. Um, of course, um, doubles uh, to Brooke Johnson and Johnny Manzeman. And the winners were sort of spread around a lot with the trainers on the Friday. Um, with uh, Johnny Healan, our winner. Also, Glenda Bell and Timmy Cook landing a winner, but it opened proceedings up with the maiden plate that was over the 800 metres and lost and found who had a good um, form leading up to it. It was a very good third at Thangul last start. Jumped and run, and Matt Summers teamed up with Glenda for this uh, this winner and lost and found only having a poor start was able to get the money here over Manhattan for the stablemate, Mackenzie Appel and Glenda Bell. And finishing in third spot was Grover's prediction for Brooke Johnson and Josh Manzelman. Now the second event on the card was uh, the Robert O'Sullivan family benchmark 65. Uh, this again was a good finish with Test of War. Uh, Damien Boutet, the French rider, trekking out. Gee, there was a, a little bit of uh, different surroundings for Damien, I can tell you that. And he actually <laughs> actually enjoyed the weekend immensely out there. and um, He had everyone in stitches with um, some of the stories he had, Damien, and um, some different language uh, with the French language and um, talking to people and, um, you know, we didn't know, actually know what he was talking about at times, but, um, just to, just to throw a bit of banter in there, I think was what it was, was what Damien was doing. But he's based in Rockhampton, uh, doing a lot of track work with, uh, Jared, uh, Wheelow and, uh, Graham Green and a few of the other trainers down there. And, um, great to see him out there. Damien, a very, very friendly, um, young man. And, uh, I wish him all the best. And it was good to see Test of War, mm. um, defeat Uncle Frank, Mackenzie Appel and Glenda Bell. A very close finish to this and talk sensation. Aaron Malloy and John Manzeman winding up in third spot. The third event was a Class B and this was taken out by Dawn Rebel for Brookie Johnson and Johnny Manzeman. A very, very impressive win. The big grade was too good for them. Uh, defeated IXLs for Nat Summers and Ian Shaw. And I'm strolling for Mackenzie Appel and Glenda Bell winding up in third spot. Uh, the feature on the Friday was the Mount Douglas Ladies Bracelet. That was the Open Handicap Race 4 and Sir Fina uh, was... Dictated terms in front with Erin Malloy and Timmy Cook combining here. Um, she gave it a breather before the corner and was able to kick away and be too strong for Fenner, Nat Summers and Peter Fleming. 
and winding up in third spot was Yulong Sovereign for Mackenzie Appel and Glenn DeBell. The final event on the card, of course, uh, was the benchmark 55. This one was taken out by Capital Girl, who backed up from Tuesday from Mackay, Book Johnson and Johnny Manzerman. Of course, it did win on the Tuesday as well at Mackay um, and was too good for sturdy time, Mackenzie Appel and Glenn DeBell. And now Hartthrope for Gemma Hogg and Johnny Manzerman winding up in third spot. Uh, I, I just can't recommend this weekend enough uh, to anyone that hasn't been out there. So it's a typical country uh, atmosphere with the camp draft on Friday. They close out at midday with everyone trekking across to the races. You've got the radio that night. You can watch the football on the TVs. And uh, then we get back into the camp draft early on Saturday morning and the racing and the band to actually celebrate the whole weekend. And I'd just like to take my hat off to the committee. Uh, President Warren Connolly, uh, Jazzy Sharp, the secretary, uh, the new treasurer, uh, Christy Healan, who's taken over from uh, Margot Fordyce, and they honoured Margot uh, with the presentation and thank her for her, um, you know, support over the years. And I was just talking uh, briefly to them about their working bees, etc. Uh, a couple of weeks beforehand, as you can imagine, they're with it so being so dry and uh, people tied up with their, their properties up around that area within the space of 100 uh, to 200 kilometres, um, you know, span area of uh, where the racetrack is. They had 60 people turn up for a working bee uh, wow. on uh, a couple of weekends before, so that just goes to show you uh, how passionate uh, the people up in that area are for the Twin Hills uh, weekend to go ahead. Oh, I well totally second everything involved. you say, Scotty. My one visit there, I managed to get out before the rain, so hopefully the rain will come to that area now the racing's over, but it's absolutely brilliant, and they've really built their community in, and the community comes together. Uh, fantastic weekend, and great to hear you calling up there, and uh, and great to hear that Gilly was uh, calling a race as well. Yeah, Gilly uh, came down on the Saturday, of course, uh, with the Mass. Uh, he brought the priest um, up there, mate. Uh, they did the Mass mm-hmm. uh, on the Saturday night, and uh, we were actually privileged to have the bishop there last year. And, um, yeah, one, one um, racing personality actually was introduced to the bishop and she, um, with tongue-in-cheek, said, what do you do for a living? And um, that sort of had a few tongues wagging and a bit of a laugh around the area. But <laughs> Gilly did get the call one. Um, he, he, he approached me and he, he, he wanted to call the last, of course, uh, a part sponsor of that event as well. And it was great to hear uh, Dilly's, uh, Gilly's... Um, dulcet tones up there which was a voice of twin hills for so many years and um you know it's great to see him back there mate and he handed the baton over to me last year and um yeah privileged to be able to get up there and do the mc and then also the calling good on you scotty we'll catch up soon i look forward to your next uh, outing which i think might be the emerald tap program coming up tuesday next week tuesday next week yes tone and um yeah no it's always a privilege to be a part of the show with your boys and uh, you are doing a great job as always and uh, yeah great to hear from you again good morning everyone Good on you, Scott. Appreciate that. And a busy week coming up, Rob, following on from the tab meetings today at Yapoon, Thursday at Kilcoy and Friday at Townsville. Saturday, uh, Toowoomba and Mackay are racing with tab coverage. It's the North Queensland three- and four-year-old classic at Mackay on Saturday. For the holiday on Monday, it's a Gold Coast Turf Club meeting at Bow Desert. And then, as we mentioned, Tuesday, the tab program at Emerald. Non-tab this weekend, uh, Banana Cup Day at Innisfail Saturday, Junda Cup Day, Julia Creek and Gladstone also racing, and the return to Charleville on Sunday with their non-tab program there. Yeah, those nominations have uh, sort of has come through as well. And I just quickly, uh, if we've got a moment there, Tony, I'll just quickly see Charleville coming up with the 59 nominations for the Sunday meeting. So welcome back, Charleville. Great to see him from all reports. That track is playing beautifully. So back next week, I'll be back on the Gold Coast to do uh, Bush Beat back on Tuesday at 9.30. Thank you for the reminder. Uh, <laughs> we'll look forward to that, uh, Tony. Good morning to you. Good morning, listeners.
Thank you to Rob Luck, Scott Power and Andrew Watts for joining us to round up the country news on Bushbeat again this week. As always, the podcast replay available. Folks, if you missed any of the show today, the link out on the Country Punters page on Facebook and also on the Radio Tab Twitter account at Radio Tab Oz. And we'll be back next Tuesday to wrap up all of the country news once again on Bushbeat.